0: Welcome to Semper Sometimes with Benny. Um, Today I have my guest, Dorian Jones. Um, Friend of mine, kind of known for a couple of years. Um, Met him through the Marine Corps like anything else. Knew him as a poolie all the way up until getting out as a sergeant, right? Yes. Um, So without further ado, I'm just going to have Dorian kind of explain who he is and what he's doing right now in life. And then uh, talk about some different stuff. So welcome, Dorian. Hey. What's up? Thank you for having me. Um, Hello. I'm Dorian Jones.
1: Currently, I am the CEO of Team Invented Gaming, that is an esports organization that I created in March twenty twenty. 2020. Um, I created it while my last year in the Marine Corps, as I was getting out. So I do that now, I work, that's pretty much what I'm doing, just working and
0: working on the org and growing it. So, Okay. So what, um, before we even talk about your Marine Corps career or anything like mm-hmm. that, what made you want to start this company? What like What was the driving factor? So... While I was in the Marine Corps, you know,
1: video games are like a hobby of mine and something I did to de-stress and everything like that. So, as my last year getting out, you know, I was like, no, what I'm gonna do? I, I was just undecisive of of whether or not I wanted to like go get a job with my MOS or stuff like that. Um so I was like, no, I might just start this this business. You know, I I like video games and I think I can give people the opportunity to do what they love and have a career in that industry. So I created it and you know, I did the paperwork and everything like that and um it just popped off from there. Like it just started growing and everything. And that's okay. how I got into it. So we've only been a company for a little over
0: a year now. So we're very small in business terms. Yeah. Um but you know that's that's okay. what it is. And how does that all work? Like what is your company? Um, I know you said the name of it, but if you can say it again and just mm-hmm. kind of explain what your company does, what's the background of okay. it?
1: So it's called Team Reinvented Gaming. Okay. And what it is, is we give people the opportunity to play video games for money, okay? Right? So there's a plethora of video games out there, and the one we focus on is called Valorant. That's the video game. And what we do is we, we go out, and just like any other sport, we recruit players to play for us, Right. So, you know, we've done that a couple of times. We have a few rosters, and um, we are actually are recruiting currently. And let's say we recruit those players, right? And there's tournaments all around the world that happen online. They're mostly online just because of that's how video games are, but also because COVID kind of pushed most of it online. They did have, you know, um, in-person events called LAN events, but the shift in society has taken some of that away. And, you know, we enter these tournaments, and they compete. And if they win, they win. If they don't, we go to the next one. And there's tiers, right? We call them tier three, tier two, and tier one. And that's similar to, like, High school football, college football, and the NFL. Okay. Right, um, right now we're at the high school level because I'm just creating the business, yeah. creating these teams, finding talent, right. And then as we win, as our reputation grows, we get better talent. You know, we build our players. We we have more money to you know buy players and to
0: build our company. Um, that's and that, that's kind of how it works in simplest terms. And yeah, it's, it. it's crazy, man, because I never knew like that things like that existed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I played video games. I played video games my whole life, but I never knew until I actually met my buddy Morales that this was, like, that com- that competitive gaming was a thing. I had yeah. no fucking clue that it was, like, on TV, that there was tournaments like this. Because like mm-hmm. I remember, like, growing up, I used to go to this, um... They had internet cafes yeah. all over Brooklyn, and we would all go and hang out. And we would play that game Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. and I remember that, you know. So it's crazy that now it's become something... That's just evolved into what it is. Um, yeah. So that's freaking dope, man. That's that's awesome that you were able to get into that. So, um, tell us a little bit about um your career. Starting with why did you join the Marine Corps? So, I joined the Marine Corps because I
1: was in Long Branch. I lived in Long Branch. I was a Long Branch. I was working at Pier Village at a parking garage, and I you no, know, I, I had no car. I was skateboarding to work. I was just. Just working, I didn't really do anything. Um, I did go to college to West Virginia University after high school, um, but I didn't have no money to go back, so I stayed home for the summer and was working. And then my friend TJ was a poolie. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you remember TJ. Sounds familiar. Um, he was a poolie, and I always knew that when if I did join the military, it was going to be the Marine Corps. I, I, I knew I was going to choose that branch. Um, but I was home, I wasn't really doing to anything, and I was like, I got to do something. And TJ was a poolie, and he was like, go talk to the recruiter and i was like oh, okay whatever i go talk and it was um at the time staff sergeant Bowman, yeah um and i talked to him and everything and i knew like i was smart enough not to like you know go in naive like i knew they were going to like try to sell me and everything like that yeah. but you know he was a great recruiter and he like told me the truth like he was he was trying to like reel me in he was yeah, yeah. telling me the truth and i talked to him and i talked to all the other recruiters there and i think you were there kind of at, at that time yeah, yeah helping out yeah um, so I talked to all you guys and I made the decision. And the funny thing is, I was slated to leave January twenty sixteen, right? And I depped in in September, like first week of September. I got a call, like I remember, like October, like like October thirteenth or whatever. And so I saw He called me. He was like, "Hey, you can leave in six days with the MOS, with the MOS you want." And I was like, "Uh." <laughs> so I said yes. I was like. Screw it! Up. What way I do? Yeah, yeah. I left, and then six days later, six days later, I was uh, in Paris Island, and uh,
0: and how was that? There. Paris Island or yeah. just in Green Just well, first of all, just kind of <laughs> like I, I kind of like just to get like just an idea of like how you went through boot camp because okay. everybody's so different. Like some people, like I had I had to do yesterday. I was talking to um, Rhino, and he mm-hmm. straight out was like, "Hey man, like I've always been a competitive type of person." And it really didn't affect me too much. And I kind of was cool with it. But then you have some people who are like, bro, it's the worst three months of my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. So how did you feel going through boot camp? And kind of if you have any stories that come to mind that you remember, like any kind of funny things that happened. Yeah. Um, and just kind of tell us. So boot camp for
1: me, I guess the one word, if I had to explain it, was just annoying. Like, mm. I I knew what they were doing. I understood the bigger picture. Like, you know, they have to train us, build us up, break us down, everything like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call boot camp fun. Like, I didn't have fun. Like, they trained us and everything yeah. like that. And, um, You know, there were times we wanted to laugh. There were good and bad times. But I don't think it was fun. It was just like, okay, we got to get trained. We have to break our bad habits and learn how to overcome the mental hurdles that we've had for the last 18 years. Right? Um, And they did a great job. And um, But it was just annoying. Like I wouldn't want to go back. But, you know, I do. And I'm very grateful that I went through that journey and everything like that. Okay. Met
0: friends along the way. And uh, those those judges are good people so So, um, you being an entrepreneur opening Mm -hmm. your own business would you say just from the boot camp aspect is there anything that you can say contributed to the factor of you becoming a business owner you becoming CEO of your own company do you think any of that stems from boot camp if not that's fine just as a curiosity type thing
1: I don't know if becoming an entrepreneur was influenced because of boot camp I can say that learning to overcome obstacles and like not being afraid to be uncomfortable definitely came from like being a marine and going through boot camp and doing my serving my time yeah. Um, because one thing the marine corps does very well is to put you in uncomfortable situations that you have to overcome and being an entrepreneur um, whether that's paying employees or figuring out how to get something secured there is no other option besides get it done and that's yeah. the kind of marine corps mentality accomplish the mission yeah, yeah. and that's when I'm I'm really, I'm really resourceful, and I think that's the one thing Marine Corps teaches people very well is to be resourceful because we do more with less. And being an entrepreneur, you do more with less. So those same traits transfer over. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that's what
0: Marine Corps has taught me that has transferred over into my entrepreneurship. Okay. journey. Yeah, definitely. That's what that's what I'm looking for. So, um, so move on. Just kind of tell us kind of about your your career, your time in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, go over like what what MOS you were, military occupational skill. For those who don't know. Um, and just kind of talk about, you know, just your time in the Marine Corps and, you know, how it kind of helped you further on in life and just stuff like that. Okay. So, I
1: enlisted in uh, October 2015 and I got out January 2021. Okay. So, I've only been out late like, for like five, six months. Yeah. And my MOS was a 0261. That is a Geographic Intelligence Specialist. Oh, shit. Yeah, also known as TOPO in like the Marine Corps um, okay. and everything. So... You know, I, I was Intel, and so what does your MOS entail, and what do you? What do so, you know? in simplest terms, we made maps, but um, that's the simplest I could put it. There's a lot of other cool stuff that we can do, and I can't go really into yeah. much detail. No, yeah. But um, you know, we know we were known as the map makers. That was like our okay. thing. Um, but you know, that MOS is great. I had no idea
0: it existed. So like I'm a recruit I was a recruiter and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just know <laughs> intel. That's all yeah. That, that's all I know. Yeah. Intel. Okay. So
1: um they handed us a binder at Boot camp when you go through like your security process and stuff like that, and they were like they don't you know, you gotta take the ASVAB, obviously and then you gotta take the D lab. Yes. And um I didn't score high enough on a D Lab. It's actually really hard. It's like That's what I've heard. It's it's hard to explain, but um
0: Yeah, yeah I've heard that the test is like there's no way of studying for it. Oh, no, you can't. The test is kind of like a made-up language, and it gives you, like, a deciphering yeah. code yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like a cognitive test yeah. and, like, an IQ test and everything. Yeah. I've had... It's it's weird. You either score really well or you score, like, meh. Like, because yeah. I, had, I had a couple of people who scored very high on it, mm-hmm. um, and then I had some, that like, yourself, like, they kind of... You scored enough to get in and yeah. do it, but not, like, what you want. Yeah, because it, it, it just gets, like,
1: you don't want to do it anymore when you're taking the test because, like... <laughs> That's Why am I, I here? Mean. It's like it's been an hour and a half and I don't even know what's on my screen. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> but um yeah, so 0 sixty one and it was good. I learned a different job I'd never heard of before. Um so you know, went through the MOS school was about eight months. Um in Fort it was in Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Um, but in twenty eighteen I believe they changed it to because Neck is where the thirty ones go, the Intel specialists. And they moved um the o sixty ones down there as well. Um, so, I'm, ha- I'm happy I went through Belvoir because it's in DC in the Springfield, Virginia area. So, that's a nice area. Um, and you're on an Army base. So, I mean, everything's better on an Army base. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that was good. Um, so, I went to the schoolhouse for eight months and then graduated in November 2016. And then I chose to go to J- Okinawa you know, because we had 21 people in my class and they needed seven per duty station. Um, so, they pretty much asked us, so we were fortunate to get asked. Oh, nice. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's either, you know, the June, Peddleton, or Okinawa. I was like, I'll go to Okinawa, why not? Um, So, I went there, and great decision. So that was my first time out of the country, and, you know, met people and everything, did my stuff there. I was at 3rd Intel Battalion when I originally went, mm-hmm. and I was at 3rd Intel for a year until December 2017. And then I got the opportunity to go to Korea. Okay.
0: Before you hop into the Korea yeah. thing, like this is something that I, I asked my buddy yesterday in the podcast, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Yeah. So when he talked about going to Okinawa, the first thing he said was, fuck that place. I hate that place. What the fuck? But you're like, bro, it's a great opportunity. So I'm a reservist. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've heard for the past 12 years Oki's is ass. either Okie's ass mm-hmm. or Okie's great. Like I have a buddy of mine who mm-hmm. just got off recruiting duty and literally put when you get off recruiting duty, you're literally allowed to go wherever the fuck you want in the Marine Corps. Okay. So he literally was like, bro, Oki, OK, let's go back. Yeah. And he just came from there. So he did mm-hmm. Oki, OK, recruiting duty, back to Oki. OK. Mm-hmm. But then there's people who were like, bro, never again. So what, what was your experience in, in Oki? OK? So Oki okay, is a double
1: edged sword, right? It's one, you're at the country. Just um, you're you're having you know Japanese food, experiencing that food, and there's some units in Okinawa that are, you know pretty cool that do some real world things and contribute to the Pacific region, um, so that you have that part. But also, since it is overseas and since it's not stateside, when things when bad things happen or when Marine Corps decides to I don't know, like I don't say cut level, but you know, when it brings down the hammer, it hits harder because you're overseas, right? So all those restrictions are now hitting harder than they would in the stateside. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why people have that love-hate relationship with it. Because I've been there when there's restrictions, right, because people do things out in town that cause international
0: incidents. Um, but see, and- that's the thing, you like you just said, people are doing things. Mm-hmm. These these hammers don't get brought down if someone didn't do something. Yeah, yeah. retarded. Yeah. So it's people's own fault and your peers' own fault. So mm-hmm. police your own and then you yeah. wouldn't have these restrictions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, so um when that happens, that's a bummer, right? Everyone
1: gets down and that sucks. Um, you know, sometimes there's also typhoons that mm-hmm. happen over there. So obviously if it's hurricane outside, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. And the power, can, power does go out sometimes. Yeah. So you're in the barracks with no power in a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there, you know, yeah. doing what to do. Um, but, you know, but there are a lot of opportunities in Okinawa. And this is one thing I always I always told my Marines when I was in the Marine Corps, and I tell people now, I think the Marine Corps is about taking opportunities, and I do understand that some Marines may not have the same opportunities as others due to where well, the station and the job, stuff yeah. like that, but I think if people actively look for the opportunities and take advantage of them, they'll be there. And I think Okinawa is a great one because you can go out of town, you can you can drink at age twenty legally there. You can, you know, everyone's on the island, so you you have no choice but to bond with the people around you. Yeah, and um, you can
0: also tra- like, go to other islands as well, right? Yeah, 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 you
1: can travel. Yeah, the travel, I, you can go to Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, and it's like no more than two to three hour flights, oh, and they're wow. cheap. Like yeah. you go to Tokyo on a weekend, on a on a weekend, yeah last year in Okinawa could just close enough. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's about doing things, not just
0: sitting in a barracks room and everything like that. Um.
1: so it's can, not, yeah. is there
0: any I'm sorry to interrupt you is there any experiences that you could share with us like any kind of fond memories that you have when you were in Okinawa like any funny stories or just any anything oh, that think about anything that you enjoyed while being there like, like I've never been there so I think I
1: mean you know going out in town is cool you know you, you have you have drinks you go clubbing all that stuff go to bars Um I mean one thing I really do miss about Okinawa is the food just okay. having the food like the food over there it's just really good. The thing about the Japanese, they do everything to perfection. You study like their history, like they are perfectionists in everything yeah. they do. And um the food is just amazing. The ramen, the beer, this a beer called Orion that I really like that you can only get in Japan. Okay. Um, it's just that's what I really liked. I really liked like experiencing the, the different culture and seeing, you know, how they do things and stuff like that. Um, for funny stories, <laughs> let me think of what I can tell you or what like what happened. It a lot has happened, and I kinda forget of things over the years that have happened. I mean, I don't know. I, I just I met some some good people in Okinawa. Some good Marines. that have my friends till this day. Um, so you just formed some strong bonds. Yes, yeah, strong relationships and everything. Um, I was TAD a lot, so I was I I never lived anywhere for more than six months. While I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, I like, mean serious. Like I moved every six months, um, just going TAD, PCSing, PCAing, like just moving. Um, so. Yeah, it's a, that's how my life was, and it wasn't till my last year that I actually got out of Asia, like a PCS out of Okinawa to Bahrain. But we, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Okinawa was just a good time. It was just a good time. Just met some good Marines, some good people,
0: okay. and just just chill. So realistically, to sum it up, you would just say, like you said, you told you told your Marines just take every opportunity you can. Yeah. And that and I agree, man. Because there's so many people that I've met in the Marine Corps in twelve years that just don't do that and then they get out and they're like bro I didn't do anything I didn't see anything and it's like well because you didn't put yourself in the right predicament now mind you at the same time like there's a lot of people who the opportunity was just wasn't given yeah. to like you know there are a lot of people who just never deployed yeah. you know it's like hey man you joined at a time where there really wasn't anything going on or your MOS wasn't needed or whatever mm-hmm. and there's simply nothing that you could do about that um, okay so move on you left Okinawa. What happened next? Um, so well, TAD or you said PFCs. you went to Korea, right?
1: Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. So when I walked, so my my first week when I was a I, I think that was a PFC, I think. Yeah, PFC. Um, in the in the battalion, I supposed to be on the board, and I'm not gonna go into detail what it was, but it was like it pretty much was a duty station in Korea, and it was a uh, a very well-respected and revered place to be because they only send, like, people who are, like, the best at what they do to that to that station. And it, it was a T-80 for six months in Korea. At this, And you work with, like, three-letter agencies and, like, with civilians and everything like that. And I saw that. And I was like, what's that? And my corporal told me. And I was like, I'm going to be there in a year. And I said that. Like, he was like, okay. He's, like, laughing at me whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh, his PFC is saying that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the requirements to be there where you had to be a corporal and you had to be good at your job, you know, and obviously no disciplinary things. And you have to, like, you know, do good on your PFT, CFT, stuff like yeah. that. So for a year, I, ju- I worked for that position. Um, and, and I had sergeants at the time. It was 2015, 2016. And they were, like, from, like, the 2012, 2013 era. So, like, they were, yeah, they, they didn't hold back. They were, like, that was my, I think that was my first introduction into, like, a sergeant that was, like, like, I, not aggressive, but, like, just, like, and just intimidated you. In your face. You, yeah, intimidated. Yeah. 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 And everything like that. And they those guys, were they went three hundred PFT, CFTs, like the level of standard they expected for us was, was crazy. It was that high caliber? Yeah, it was high yeah. caliber. Yeah. So like we could like if I did twenty two pull ups instead of twenty three, I was gonna yell that. Yeah. Like, so um, you know, I had those they had those uh, leaders and everything, good people. Um, but I worked a year for that position and it came up and I hit core pull, I was doing good on my on my physical fitness test and you know, I was really excelling at my job. So I went to Korea, grateful and everything. And I get there, I do my job and everything like that, and that was in 20, December 2017 to June 2018. Um, so, you know, tensions with North Korea were happening during that time, and people were being sent to that country and stuff like that. Okay. So I did my stuff over there, do what I had to do. And then I come back to Okinawa, and that's in July of 2018, back into a battalion. And then my gun hits me up, he hits me up, he's like, hey, do you want a PCA, to division, the to 3rd Marine Division? Um, because they, they only had one person doing my job over there. It was a, at the time, it was a staff sergeant. Um, and he was like, he needs help, you know. So I was like, sure, why not? Why not? Yeah. And um, I think that was the first time in my MOS, when I PCAed the 3rd Marine Division, that I was kind of like in charge. The staff sergeant was there, but he was doing, excuse me, more staff seal things. Yeah. So I was pretty much the one doing my job. And that was good. That was good, because now I was like independent in my job, you know, had the respect of my leaders, stuff like that. And I was planning and you know doing it. So I was in division for six months from or well, five months from July twenty eighteen to December twenty eighteen. And then December eighteen I got the opportunity to PC not PC uh, to go T A D to Third Marine Regiment. Yeah. Um in Hawaii. So yeah, so I went T A D to Third Marine Regiment in Hawaii for six months until May twenty uh twenty nineteen and that was cool because I was with the infantry regiments and everything like that so um, Victor 1-3 Victor two three three three, 3 3 and um, once again I was, the, I was now I was the only marine on that base who did my job on, on K-Bay oh wow so um, that, so all the other units there like the other mags and then they all came to me because they were like oh we want aeronautical charts we want all this stuff I'm like "Uh, okay I am supporting all these the units
0: great experience and everything like that so how um, how many so right now you're a corporal no are you that you become a sergeant so I was a corporal when I was at Marine. Okay. So, as a corporal, mm-hmm. you're on, you're in Hawaii, yeah, and you're dealing with all these different units. How many? What number would you say? Like, how many Marines were you dealing with? Like, how many Marines were you in charge of supporting?
1: Oh, I can, I, I, don't know, three battalions, like, definitely, definitely the regiment and all the infantry units under it, all the battalions, wow. three battalions under it, so at the very least.
0: Damn. So again, going back to the entrepreneurship, going back to the business, that right there was your introduction to being able to run that many people, being able yeah. to support that many people, and eventually led to you opening up your own business. Yes. Okay. So go, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go back Under to word. what I'm saying. Um so yeah,
1: the only Marine doing my job on that base. So, you know when they heard when they heard I arrived, they were ecstatic. They're like, Oh my god, this guy can't somebody. and like I was it was because. I would, oh, and here's the thing. I was only the second Marine ever to be to do my job at that unit, at Marine Regiment, because the Marine Corps didn't have that uh, MOS slated yeah. for, in its TL in its table. In its, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it didn't have it slated. So they were sending us TAD to try... That was Marine Corps' way of trying to figure out, like, how we would fit into the MOS. And, you know, the people they sent there, once again, had to be good at the job and had to actually be able to contribute to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know... Um, when I got sent there, you know, I just didn't even know what I could do, and I showed them all these things. they were like, "Oh my god, like you can do this!" And I was like, "Yeah." So, um, I think that definitely helped out and everything. But that was that was a great experience, um, and everything like that. And then after that, I left Hawaii June twenty nineteen or May twenty nineteen, June or May, and went back to division with that division for six more months until uh December twenty nineteen. Yeah. And then, oh, more well, like I think it's January, February, 2020, actually. Then I PCSed to Bahrain, and um, how was that? How was Bahrain? I've heard I've heard amazing things. It was about good. Bahrain. It was good. It was interesting. You know, we all talk about the Middle East and we're like you know, you, you want to you know do your time over there and everything yeah. like that. Um, you no, know, Bahrain is nothing like Iraq, Afghanistan. Like, you yeah. know, it's more tame. Um, but it was definitely great to be in that AO and like contribute to the stuff happening over there. Um, but it was a good time. But I mean, it's fun. It's fun and everything like that. I didn't really do. I didn't really go out and party like that, like that, because that's kind of end of my contract. I was already in for over four years at that point, so I got all that stuff out of my system and drinking. I didn't want to. I didn't want to drink anymore. I did that, and we could talk about that a little bit. And I didn't want to do that, so I kind of stayed to myself, "Just did my job." And that's kind of time I was thinking about whether or not I want to be a list or not. And, um. I
0: didn't. Obviously, I didn't realize. Yeah. What? What? Um. So that's a question that I wanted to ask you is, and another standpoint that I'm trying to get at, um, is what when you were figuring it out and you were was that time of your career Mm -hmm. where like, hey, it's it's either I'm gonna get out or I'm gonna stay in. Mm -hmm. What number one? What was going through your mind? Mm -hmm. And then number two what what was the ultimate determining factor between you know what i'm just going to get out and go open up this business and go do this because i know you said that, that your last year-ish in the marine corps was yeah. when you started to open up the business yeah. So what was kind of going through your mind like why like hey i should stay out i should stay in i should go what what was going through your mind so no
1: the first thing i asked myself was did i accomplish everything i wanted to and i did i did i literally did everything i wanted to um i had medals i had ribbons i Didn't live any. I I traveled, you know. I was respected in my in my MOS. Mm I was a sergeant at that time when I PCS to uh, rank. I got promoted in Hawaii to sergeant. Okay. Uh, And um, I did everything, so I was like, okay, I did that. And if I would have re-enlisted I was either going to go to MARSOC to do my job um, because that they were really pushing that I think initiative. They needed like the the support MOSs to go there, or I was going to be shut down my schoolhouse. Um, Those were my only two options. Um, cause I really didn't want to get <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I was thinking about it and everything like that, but also I was very fortunate. I took a lot of opportunities, but also took a toll on me physically and mentally. Um, you know, I, I, I worked hard, but I never took a break. Mm. So I started burning out and I knew mentally that it was happening and physically okay. it was happening. I started burning out. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't take leave like I didn't think leave for like literally three years. My mom saw me when I was twenty. When um I oh, when I was twenty, and then she saw me again when I was twenty three. Oh shit So like I didn't so go back to the United three States. Years yeah i like, mom. Yeah, I didn't like this is the longest I've been in the United States in the past five years. And I've only been That's in the United States for five crazy. months.
0: So So now um, was that was that more so your choice? Just you didn't take leave or you couldn't? Like what was it, 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 it I guess I guess it's my choice. Like I was
1: just moving so fast, and I was just like opportunity after opportunity that I really never stopped to be like, I'm gonna take leave. No, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, oh, this came up. I'm like, I'm gonna take it because it's, it's there. So it kind of it kind of just happened subconsciously. I knew that I was like, um, oh, losing leave days because there have been times where like, um, you know, if you don't you use your leave days, you lose it. Like it was like August, and I was like, oh, wow, I have like seventy leave days. I need to use like all these. Um, so I used like thirty leave days abruptly because
0: I had to use yeah. it. Well, and, it was like me, man. I just yeah. got off of recruiting duty. I did four years on recruiting duty. I had a like literally right before I found out I was getting out mm-hmm. um, to go back to the reserves. I had a hundred and twenty leave days yeah. because of COVID. They let you, they let yeah. you keep them. So out. I had a hundred and twenty freaking leave days. Yeah. And then I found out I was freaking pissed. So if, anyone who's listening to this, if you don't know this, I didn't know this. Cause I'm a reservist. You can only sell. 65 days in your whole entire Marine Corps career. So when I came home from Afghanistan, I sold 35 leave days. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I had 120 days so. and I was gonna just sell them. Yeah. And I wasn't planning on going on leave. Yeah. So about two months before I got out of the Marine Corps, my one of my very good friends, he was my he was a mess sergeant he's an admin chief. He hit me up. He's like, hey, man, you, you, I'm looking at your shit. And you're like, you have 120 days of leave. I'm like, yeah, I'm selling a romance. And he's like, no, you can only sell 30 because you already sold 35. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fuck kidding me, bro? Yeah. So I literally just sat home for three fucking months and did yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing. It was the best time of my life. Yeah, to get was getting paid to Yeah, to just chill. And then I sold the other 30 days, so I made money off that. But um, so, okay, so you're, you're thinking about re-enlisting. Mm-hmm. You're talking about how you've, you've accomplished everything that you want to accomplish in life. You're talking about, well, in, in your career, and you're talking about how much you've kind of just given away mentally and physically, yeah. and, and then what else was kind of run through your mind? Um
1: Pretty much just those two things. And, yeah, pretty much those two things. I had the leadership, the staff NCOs at Bahrain, because it was Task Force for Five, and that's, like, a coveted, like, well, Marines don't even know it exists. I've never heard um, of And it's a very small unit. It's like It's a joint command, so, like, and you're pretty much by yourself like it's a very small unit so you're pretty much the only person doing MOS so the people that send there are like top top notch Yeah. so myself and CO's they were like these guys came for like special operations Marslock and all these units so like they were like up there so they were pulling me like you in this like you do this yeah. and they were, they were good guys they were telling me about all these opportunities I could take and stuff like that but like back in mind I'm like I don't think I could take this like I need a break and I know there's no way I'm going to get a break anytime soon leave isn't enough like this is like not I would say a mental health problem but like I'm I'm burning out, yeah. And I think that's really contributed because I I I did my PFT, CFT, and everything like that. And I didn't really do as well as I wanted to on them, I and mean, I felt the strain on my body. It's all my back problems, and I, I was like, I I didn't know what to do. Part of me was like, maybe it's just, just like mental, I can just overcome this. But also part of me was like, no, this is serious. This has been going on for all these all this time. You know, you accomplished everything you accomplished. Maybe it's time to, you know, just just get out. And you know, you had a good five and a half year run.
0: And, um, you know, we move on to the next thing, Okay. so, so how do you feel now that you made that decision now that you're out? It's like six months, you said, yeah, okay, so how do you feel now? you know, six months later, you're out of the Marine Corps, do you miss it do you you know like, what's, what's i miss your... I miss it a little bit, you know it was good it
1: was it was simple it was simpler times, you know, you wake up, go to work, work out, yeah. and that's pretty much it. You don't have to worry right. about money, you don't you don't have to really worry about where you're living, stuff like that yeah. yeah. Um, and you were doing something that had purpose and had meaning that actually affected things right yeah. Um. so I kind of missed that and obviously my friends and everything like that people I met um, but no there is a, a weight off my shoulders being out Um. while I was in the Marine Corps you know you it's not just it's not just go to work there's a lot of other things behind the scenes unless you're a Marine you don't know about they need to keep in mind yeah. like t- t- courses certificates all that stuff all the PME complete PME complete like all that stuff that's what I really didn't like about the Marine Corps I hated like worrying about like the backends like marine net courses and all that stuff. I'm like, I just want to do my job yeah. and work out, and that's it like yes i I know not to sexually assault people, I know not to do this stuff, like <laughs> I understand why they're doing it because some Marines are doing bad it. people, yeah. but I'm like, ah, it's very frustrating, yeah, yeah. but i that, that i wasn't I didn't get out because I was like school marina no <laughs> I was just like, um, yeah, all that stuff just took a toll on me, and I decided to get out. And the, the eSports thing, it didn't. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to get out, I'm going to create this company. It was like, I was playing video games on my off time, you know, relaxing and everything like that. And I created, and if you're, in, if, if you're not in the eSports industry, you probably won't understand, but there's something called Discord. Yeah, I heard of it. And I created a server on Discord called Team Invented Gaming. Okay. And what that is... Where did the name come from? I just created it in my mind, because I was like, you know what, um, what, what can I be different? And I knew that I wanted to... In, so when I created Discord, I had a notion in my mind, like, okay, I guess I would create this a company if I if ever get any traction. So I was like, okay, if I were to create this into something, what would I call it? And I was like, oh, Team Reinvented Gaming, because I want to reinvent the industry. And um, obviously, I make sure it wasn't taken and everything. Yeah. But I created it, it was off the tongue, and um, I got a logo created for it and all that stuff. And I created the Discord server, and people started joining the Discord server. I met people from... EU from Asia from Bahrain from America everything like that yeah and um that Discord server started taking off and then in so, so
0: people that you had met throughout your career you were also on like Discord with yeah it's Marines
1: and strangers that's it, crazy because like my that. boy my
0: boy Mo um he's on Discord and he mm-hmm. plays all like dude he he plays Mortal Kombat like it's his life he has a Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat tattoo oh, wow. he's like a, he's top notch like he. And, but he plays, like, he plays, um, Call of Duty, he plays, um, what's the other game? The one that's on, the other game, oh shit, I don't know, but he plays all those types of games, and, um, he's on Discord all the time, and it's crazy, because he's like, bro, I've met so many people in my lifetime in the Marine Corps that I literally just play with them, and it's like we're hanging out right next to each other, and he uses Discord too, so that's crazy, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Marine Strangers, everybody, um,
1: joining my server, and Discord server is pretty much like the, it's like the Facebook of the esports industry. Like everyone's on it, and if you have a following on that, you know you're getting pretty well known people. You, you can leverage that, right? Okay. Um. So I do that, and at and kind of in conjunction, as I was doing that, m- my thoughts about the Marine Coin and whether or not I was going to be unless of happening. So they were kind of happening at the same time. It wasn't like one caused oh, the other. Okay.
0: So it was just kind of like yeah. So yeah. when I
1: decided to get out, I was like, okay. Cool, I'm gonna get out, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna get a job, a federal job, or am I going to, you know, run this company? Or blow a team a me back to gaming into something tangible. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna win this company. I think I'm gonna go team a to me back to gaming into something bigger. And um, no, I got out and that's what I did and then as I was in during that year before I got out um, you know, I started recruiting staff members, like employees. I started, you know, building the foundation of the company, meeting people, and started growing and everything like that. Um, and so, by the time I got out, we already had like a small staff team with me and everything like that. So I got out and I kept that going and kept doing it to this day and everything like that. That's
0: so, awesome. So, what is um what's your goal with with the company? Like, what's your you know, like, if you look at, like, a year from now or two years from now, like, what what is your ultimate goal with the the with Ultimate goal yeah. is to be a dynasty in, like, the esports era.
1: So, it's – think of an esports organization, that's, like, the term, as an NFL football team, right? Okay. Like, in New England Patriots, you have the owner, right, of the New England Patriots, and you have the head coach. Like I'm pretty much like the owner of the New England Patriots. I own the the organization, yeah, and everything like that. So my goal is honestly just to be a dynasty, win as many competition competitions as we can win, and also bring new capabilities to an industry that aren't already there. And being in 2021 and with the new technology coming out, um, I think I could do that well. And just, and since the industry isn't mainstream, nobody has really built it up to the to its potential yet, right? So I hope to be that person that can definitely introduce new concepts and new
0: and better ways to do things in the industry. So that's, that's, all, that's what I hope. That's okay. what, I hope. What, um, what advice would you give to anybody that is two types of people? Anybody who's getting out of the Marine Corps right now, mm-hmm. or in that moment where like, hey, I'm either going to get out or I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give them?
1: Uh, so I would say this. Thing is, don't don't feel bad for wanting to re-enlist. And I think a lot of Marines shame Marines for re-enlisting, and that's stupid. Because if somebody's happy in the Marine Corps and life's still life, why, why would you shame them for that? Yeah. Like, I have Marines who, I have friends who are Marines who, who are going to do 20 years. Yeah. And then I have Marines who want to get out tomorrow. So, <laughs> um, I'm like, cool. If you want to stay in the Marine Corps and you're a Marine, you know, that's like, well, people are going to laugh at me or think I'm stupid, school those guys. Yeah, like, be, if you're happy where you are, be happy where you are and take advantage yeah. of opportunities ahead of you. There's no shame in doing a Marine Corps career. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. You, it doesn't make you less or it doesn't make you better of a person. You know, just yeah, do that. Just do what you want. Um, and for the ones who want to get out, um, make sure that's what you really want to do. Understand what that entails. It's not easy. Um, it is a shift, you know, in culture that you have to understand. Like, um, you can't curse all the time. You can um, you know, you there's more responsibility you have to take for certain things. You know, um.
0: It's a different way different way of life. Yeah, it's just,
1: it's just a different lifestyle. Per, yeah, best way to put it, different lifestyle. So, you know, if you want to stay in, don't feel bad for staying in and make that decision and have a great time. If you want to get out, make sure that's what you want to do. Understand it. Make sure you have a plan. Um, don't just get out and sit on your couch for three months. Like, still take care of your health. The Marine Corps teaches you things to be successful in life. You just have to, like, put your ego away and be like, okay, yeah, they were right. Like, you know, make sure you work out. Make sure, you know, you're responsible. You take care of yourself and everything like that. Okay. I think if you just do
0: that, if you decide to get out, you'll be fine. Okay. And then, so. um, kind of capping it up, what would be some advice that you would give to somebody that's looking to become an entrepreneur, that's looking at becoming a business owner? Like, do you have any advice for that person? Kind of like uh-huh. myself. Like, hey, I just yeah. started this podcast, just jumping into it. Yeah. Like, do you have any advice for people like me or people like who? So, who there's you a are lot of things. In the yeah, let's go.
1: Let's see. Um, my no Like, what's my number one thing? For somebody just starting out, like who started from scratch currently, I would say just me.
0: <laughs> hmm,
1: I'm trying to figure out what the best way to put this. I would say one. It's not easy. It it really is hard. Um, it, it it's more difficult when you have employees because I have to figure out how to pay my employees every two weeks, and I have money. Like I have things in place to make sure, oh, yeah. but like there's times like there's, there was times like I mean, a few weeks ago I only had like sixty cents to my name. Oh, and and that's like that's real that's real shit, you know. And that's the stuff that about entrepreneurship people don't tell you. And it's not because I didn't blow my money drinking and partying. No, yeah, like yeah. the expenses and everything, bills. You know, business expenses, money a business is expensive, stuff like that. And I, and I figure out oh, I have money now and I'm good and everything. But you know, that's sometimes the reality of what it is. Um, but my thing is just keep pushing forward. And if you can if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Honestly, that's that that's what I believe. I think anything in this world well is possible, it's just a matter of how, how hard you wanna work for it. And with entrepreneurship there's this there's this notion that you can just become an entrepreneur and make a million dollars and not learn anything or just do it. Like no, you still have to have some formal knowledge, um, mixed with some of that drive and determination. You know? So I think I think for some entrepreneurs who are starting out, don't get into the mindset of like school school and like I'm not gonna go to school or get a job. Like, no, you have to get a job while you're being an entrepreneur because you need money to fund yeah. your ventures and to pay your people. Yeah, like yeah. right now I have money in my bank account, like in my savings account, but also I'm working DoorDash. And I have some business some business deals and ventures I'm gonna be diving down to pretty soon that are also gonna pay me. So, you know, you, you gotta figure out a way to get money and stuff like that. So you
0: have a flow of revenue.
1: Yeah, flow of revenue. Okay. Um that could be anything if you have to work at McDonalds, work at McDonalds, it doesn't matter this. Put your pride away and understand that you are not working for what's Now you're working for what could be, what's in mm-hmm. the
0: future. Um, supplement that income. Just yeah, that money coming. Yeah, that flow.
1: Also, be resourceful. Um, you just have to figure out how to get things done um, with the amount of knowledge you have currently and with the things that your are disposable. I, you did, Your disposal you're, Yeah, disposable. Yeah, that yeah, correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the other thing is don't don't. Uh, ask not ask for help but like learn from other people like you ask people things if people think people know things you don't know so like if you don't know how to do electronics or you don't know how to do accounting or i don't know how to set, set up a studio or whatever ask yeah. people because people know things you don't know and learn from them yeah and i think people are um they give out a lot
0: more knowledge than i think people understand yeah so yeah. um bro it's funny because um, i'm doing this freaking redoing this garage and yesterday, my boy was helping me out, Matt. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he, something so stupid is I, w- I had a PVC pipe mm-hmm. cutter in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was using it. Right? And I think I'm doing this thing beautiful. And he comes over to me and he just touches it. And I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, bro, are you effing kidding me? Like, I've been doing this thing a lot harder. And all I had to do is <laughs> yeah. this. And then he looks at me and he's like, hey, man, look at all the knowledge that you just got from giving me a chicken wrap. <laughs> and and I had just bought him a wrap for lunch. But it was just funny, man. Like like you're saying, man, don't be afraid to ask people things. Yeah. Like me, I'm not. Like I was just asking you when you walked in and mm-hmm. hey bro, if you have any advice, if you have anything because like, I at the end of the day, people naturally want to help other people. Yeah. And and if you have something that's gonna be able to help me, or I have something that I believe can help you, and also just be be able to receive corrective criticism. Yeah. Like don't don't think that you're the best because you're not. There's somebody out there who's better. Yeah. There always will be. And just kind of, like, you know, allow yourself to be molded and, and, and just learn daily. Exactly. Um, do you have anything else that you want to leave off with or any other thoughts or anything that you want to get out? Um,
1: I think for an entrepreneur thing, if you are entrepreneur and you have employees, um, put them first. And that's kind of what the Marine Corps teaches us to put your, you know, junior Marines ahead of you and everything like that. But, yeah, put your employees first because when running a company, they, you might be the CEO or the founder, but, like they are responsible for the daily operations and also by putting them first letting them grow and lead it just helps them out as well because they're people and they have careers
0: and yeah. goals as well and then it's going to help you out because then you have more leaders to help you f- exactly. facilitate what you got to end up doing exactly and then you, it alleviates less on your shoulders because now yeah you're in that supervisor role but now you have people that you, you led up the chain and that you trust yeah. and that you embody and that you guys have all the same core values really exactly yeah
1: so um. okay yeah I mean, all right too much i don't know if anything else i'm gonna touch on
0: um not if you're good yeah all right well mm-hmm. listen man thank you so much for coming out um i really appreciate it um and definitely guys give him a follow um oh, yeah. definitely you know if you did there's anything last you want to say about your, your business or anything yes yeah, like
1: so, so um we're on all social media platforms instagram facebook twitter tiktok um and, and also discord um, you can follow us if you, if you literally go on Google and type in Team Reinvented Gaming, or just go to TeamReinventedGaming.com, You're going onto our website, and then you'll see everything you need to know about us, our social media links. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'll
0: um at the, when I when I publish this one, um, what I'll do is I'll put it on the Facebook. I'll tag you, and then I'll tag the team re Rein, Team Reinvented Gaming, um, and then we'll just go from there. For sure. All right. Well, Thank thanks you. a lot for coming out, man. I really Thank appreciate you. it.